Good morning, good afternoon, and a good evening, depending on where you're tuning in from. How are you? And how was your weekend? I hope you had yourself a good weekend and got some rest. Were you able to recuperate? Was it a busy one? Are you ready to face another week? Have you gone back to work? Has the lockdown eased up wherever you are? In the UK, it has um, a little bit, somewhat, it has. Um, we had restaurants opening up this weekend. We had um, pubs and hairdressers going back to work. Uh, you know, uh, they an announced that the ch churches can go back, can go back to having uh, churches, like uh, services, sorry, services in the building, but it's not the same. Uh, you will not be able to host everybody in church. I think the number now is up to 30. You can't host more than 30 people. They can't all come and have the same service as we used to be. So if you have more than, if, the, if your church has more than 30 people, a membership of more than 30 people, not all of you will be able to come to church at the same time. So there's a lot of restrictions still going on. Um, but yeah, um how are you finding lockdown um has it eased up wherever you are um have you been able to go out to a restaurant if you're in the uk did you take advantage of the super saturday uh you asked what super saturday is um like i said uh this weekend was the weekend where most of the things were allowed most of facilities and services were allowed to resume like uh, the restaurants like i said in the pubs and the hairdressers so the, the media coined the word Super Saturday because it was the first Saturday after the lockdown where majority of all these things were allowed to uh, to open up. And I know so many people took advantage of them. I did not. I, I stayed well away from anything that is busy out there. I was at home, um, had a quiet one at home with the kids and, and just the family. And yeah, I would like to know if you're in the UK, did you take advantage of the Super Saturday? Did you go back to your uh, restaurant, uh, your favorite restaurant? Did you enjoy it? Uh, how was the service? Did you have to queue up? Did you have to book a table? How long are you allowed to stay in the restaurant? Because if people are booking, then that means you can't just walk in. That means everything is scheduled. If you're there, you should be there for... A friend of mine actually told me they were... He went to a restaurant and they were only allowed a two-hour slot. So you have to order it in two hours and leave. And you can't just walk in. You have to book prior to you coming to the restaurant. And a lot has really, really changed. Because even in some churches now, um, not everybody will be able to come to church on Sunday, every Sunday. So you need to book a slot. Um, and, but online, online services still carry on. They will be broadcasting not from their homes now but most people now will be broadcasting from the church buildings and have a few people with them in church but still broadcast uh to the masses um uh, who are still at home because like i said there are restrictions you cannot have more than 30 people um in a service but anyhow um let me know how you're finding it how you're finding all the lockdown and the ease up and all the the rules and and restrictions it's all for our own good um, we don't want the pandemic to flare up we want it to come to an end uh, I'm kind of tired of this 
uh this covid thing uh, i mean i feel like it has expired so it has overstayed it wasn't even welcomed so i cannot not, i cannot say that it, it has overstayed it's welcome because it wasn't welcomed in the first place but it has literally overstayed and it needs to pack up and go so that we can go back to to some sort of normal because i don't think we'll ever go back to what was normal before I'm, I'm not even sure if we'll go back to hugging people and just saying hello out of you know when you're you're conscious about okay i do not know where your hand has been or if you sneezed on your hand or you washed your hand and i think these are things you should have been thinking of way before um because people have had colds from time immemorial you know people like just you have a cold and i know when you're hugging people and somebody has a cold oh i've got a cold i'm like okay let me not hug you let me not come very close to you but we we still i think but we shake hands and stuff like that but when covid came even shaking hands just became like it's something we cannot do we are fist is it elbowing and like you um kick one another not in a but like you you say hello with your feet <laughs> basically so i'm kind of wondering are we are we ever going to back to hug people who are not part of your family uh you know are we ever going to go back to saying especially in church say hello to your neighbor i don't think we'll go back to that shake their hand and and, and say something to them um i don't think we'll ever go back to that i think that's 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 the end of that for now up until sometime when maybe things go back to normal which i don't know and if at all they will ever go back to normal but hey let's see how it goes let's let's actually see how it goes but yes i'm actually fed up with this covid it's it's time it packed up and left and i think the responsibility is in all of us not just the doctors and the scientists and everybody else who's trying to find a cure vaccine or whatever it is but i think uh the responsibility is in each and every one of us to do our part not to spread it uh to do our part to stay away from large crowds and gatherings as much as we can if you if you know you're sick you stay at home um isolate from people and try as much as you can wear masks if possible whatever it is that the government or the scientists are telling us to do uh for the benefit of humanity i think it's the responsibility is on us to actually adhere to it and uh do our best to make sure covid has completely left the planet if at all i don't know um if at all um left completely and it's no longer a bother i mean that's my prayer to be honest that's my my prayer my belief and my confession because i'm not a scientist i'm neither a doctor neither. so but one thing i know is like i can we can pray and believe god that this thing will disappear the same way it came so quickly we can pray that it leaves our shores completely and so we can go back into life as we knew it or the adjusted life as we will now know anyway i would like to welcome us back to yet another episode of living by the word of god my name is evelyn and i will be delighted to have your company today so we can go into the scriptures and highlight the importance of living by the word of god just to remind us that the reason for this podcast recording is to encourage you and i to develop a habit of reading the word of god and applying it to our everyday living literally what we are reading we need to apply it so um if you read something today that encouraged you and you're thinking you know what i'm gonna do that 
this that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna make sure I live like that I'm gonna make sure uh, what I read today I'm applying it I'm, and I'm asking God to help me apply it by his grace because um, it's not by might uh, the Bible says it's not by your own might it's not by your own power but it's by the Spirit of God but if you commit yourself to applying and doing what the word does say you do then you will begin to see the results based on the word of God. It is a good habit to develop. It's a habit that uh, will bring great benefit to us if we develop it. Because we, we all have habits. We all have some good habits, some bad habits, uh, some harmful. And we know about them and we want to get rid of them. And sometimes we don't even know how and where to start. Um, but it's a habit that we develop nonetheless. The, uh, experts say it takes 21 days to actually develop a habit. So how about we develop the habit of reading the Bible and then applying what we read? That will be of some great benefit to us. Amen. So, you know, open up your Bible and, and read it. That's the only way you will actually find out what God uh, feels um, about, how God feels about you, what God says about you, his thoughts towards you. They're all outlined in the word of God. So you want to know how God feels about you? Open up your the Bible, open up the word of God and read. You want to know how God, uh, what God thinks about you? You know, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And there's another translation that actually says, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you. God has thoughts towards you. He has thoughts towards you. He has plans towards you. Um, and to get to know these plans and to get to know these thoughts, open the Bible. Read the word of God. You know, open the Bible and, and acquaint yourself with the thoughts that God has towards you. Acquaint yourself with the word, with, 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 with what he says about you and how he feels about you. You know, you when you read, you, you, you find scriptures that say that I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's a feeling. God, love, God, God loves you. The feeling towards you that he has is, you know, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You wouldn't know that if you didn't open the word and read it. Uh, he says that he has forgiven you and taken your sins f as far as the east is from the west. Now, east is one end and west is another end. He's taken your sins away when you've confessed your sins and asked him to forgive you. He actually, wow, he's a wonderful God. He actually takes all your sins as far as the east is from the west. Now, east and west will never meet because it's one end of... They're literally they're, um, opposite each other, one end from the other. And you will not know this, that God has taken your sins away. So you don't have to keep reminding yourself of what you have done. If you've asked God to forgive you, he has forgiven you. You know, and he's taken your sins, sins away. He's thrown, thrown them away. They can never meet. He doesn't remember them. You know, so you don't have to keep playing them over and over again. And you only find this out by reading the word of God. So it's such a good habit to read the word of God because you get to know what God thinks. You get to know what God feels about you. You know, when he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You need to know this. That's how committed he is to you. God is committed to you and I. Like him, this is for life. You know, he never leaves you. Most of the time in our relationship, the relationship that we have with God, most of the time we are the ones who leave. We are the leavers. God does not leave. He's not like man. He's not like a human being. Human beings, we can leave one another. People divorce, people separate, people do whatever. These friendships break and all that stuff. 
But the relationship between you and God, I will guarantee you that God will not leave. You're the one who will leave. You know, because sometimes you find yourself that you've done something and you're thinking, hmm, I've done something so bad, I don't think God will forgive me. But that's a lie. Because if you ask, if you, 1 John 1 9 says, if you, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. That's the Bible. That's what God says. You know, when the reason I say we leave, God does not leave. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? When they had God walking, coming towards them, they left and they ran away and they hid. God did not leave. God actually came to hang around with them like he used to. I mean, nothing. He knew he had, they had sinned. That's amazing power. God actually knew he had, they had sinned. And he did not sit up in heaven and decide, you know what, I'm, going, I'm not even going to bother with them today i cannot have their stories today i mean like seriously speaking i'm just gonna sit up here and just stew over what they have done no 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 god came the bible says if you read the book of genesis the bible says god came down in the cool of the day to have fellowship with them like he normally does and then he came in he's like adam where are you i can't find you i mean in our usual spot we are, we are supposed to be meeting up where, where god and adam used to meet up he, he, they weren't there. Literally, they weren't there. Like, he started calling him, Adam, Adam, where are you? Read your Bible, you'll find out. Where are you? And the, and Adam responded and said, we are hiding. And God was like, why are you hiding? Because we have done something wrong. Did God know that done something wrong? Yes. He knew that. Did he still come? Yes. Did God knew we are, we are really bad people and we, did, we had done something wrong? Yes. Did he still send Jesus to die for us? Yes. So, in this relationship between you and God, God never leaves. We are the ones who leave. But we don't have to leave. You don't have to leave. Today you can actually make a decision and say, I am never ever leaving God. You know, I don't want to leave him. So when, I dance, when I've done something wrong, I'll run to him instead of running, uh, running the opposite side. I will run to God. And I think that's why God said about David that David was a man after his own heart. David did, ooh, David child, David did things. David sinned, David killed somebody, David slept with somebody's wife. I mean, David did it all. And God still said, he's the man after my own heart. You know the difference between David and, and probably us and me and, and you and I? David used to run to God and ask for forgiveness. I'm like, God, I really know that I've messed up. I've proper screwed up and this is just so bad and I killed somebody's husband and I took somebody's wife and you know all that and he'd ask for forgiveness and God would forgive him the Bible says that a broken spirit God will not dis despise he will not if you if you actually go and you're repetitive about what you've done you take responsibility for it and you go and ask God genuinely ask him to forgive you he will forgive you so don't run away. I don't know where you are right now as you're listening to this. And I don't know what it is that you feel like you have done. And I don't know how you, where you find yourself. But I would just like to encourage you. It's a new day. Just go to God and ask for him to forgive you. And he will. The Bible says his mercy is new every morning. There is mercy available for whatever it is that you feel like you have done. That is available for you. His love never fails. And God will forgive you. And you will start and you will give you a new chance, a, a, a second chance for you to start again afresh. Okay?
And that's why I know, I'm encouraging us to go back to the word of God. I mean, that is the main reason for this podcast. That's the main reason why I'm recording this. Get to know the word of God. Get to know what he says about you, how he feels about you, what his thoughts towards you. So you don't have to condemn yourself because he doesn't condemn you neither. And his, his arms are open wide asking you to come and he will never leave you. We are the ones who leave. You will get to know all this by opening the word of God and running towards him and doing what he says. So it's one thing to, to open the word of God and that's where I want us to go uh, into. Uh, it's, it's very important that you open the Bible and you read the Bible. That's really good, but don't just stay there. Don't don't leave it there. Read the Bible, and after you've read it, wherever it is that you've you've read, apply it. Do it. Do it. Whatever it is that you you've read, do it. Put it into action. You know, put it into action. It's one thing to know, but it's another thing to do what you know. You know what I mean? Living by the word is intentional. You have to be very intentional about it. it. It's you making a conscious decision for your life to be led and governed by the word of God. Amen. Let's read the scripture for today. We are reading from the book of Luke chapter 6 verses 46 to 49. And I'll be reading from the NLT version. Luke 6 46 to 49. And this is what it says. So why do you keep calling me Lord? Lord. When you don't do what I say, this is Jesus speaking uh, to, to the masses as he was preaching at the time. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it is like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on a solid rock. When the flood waters rise, and break against the house it stands firm because it is well built but anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation when the floods sweep down against the house it will collapse into a heap of ruins basically this is what Jesus was saying he was he, he was giving an example of two people a wise man and a foolish man you're saying what's the point of you guys calling me lord lord and most of us uh if you're a christian i am a christian and i profess jesus to be lord and uh he to be my lord and my savior then because i'm saying that he is my lord and savior then i need to do what he says i need to do and this is what jesus was saying why do you keep calling me lord lord and you, you don't do what i say why are you calling yourself a christian a, a jesus follower he's lord and your savior and you don't practice what he says you don't actually do what the Bible says you need to do. You know, then he says, if you actually do not do what I say, and that's why I'm saying we need to be applying, we need to be doers of the word. Uh, and that's, this is what this podcast is all about, to encourage us to live by the word of God. You're doing the word of God. You're living the word of God. So if you do this, it's like a person who's building a house, who digs deep and lays a foundation on a solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it was well built. Now, the wise man had a strong foundation. If you ever had a chance to build a house or witness a house being built, you will agree with me um, that the foundation is, is something that is very expensive and it takes a lot of materials, which costs a lot of money. 
because why they dig deep and pile rocks and concrete blocks and and bricks and steel just to name a few materials that go into a foundation and to the building of foundations these materials are needed in great quantities and sometimes the foundation feels like a never-ending pit no matter how many materials you throw into it but the truth is once it's done you end up with a strong foundation to build your structure on so a lot goes into it and it has to be very strong so that, you know, and this is what Jesus was saying, when the storms of life come, that structure will stand, the structure that you put on it. The weight of the structure lies on the foundation. So it has to be a very strong foundation. Uh, the foundation must be strong to hold the structure upright. So when it rains or the storm comes, the house will not be blown up, will not be blown away. It will stand the elements and various kinds of battering. Amen. You can have a, be a very beautiful house. You can actually build a very beautiful house. But if it does not have a strong foundation, the beauty of that house will not save it. I will say that again. If the house does not have a strong foundation, the beauty of that house will not save it. In other words, you can look the part. You can look like you've got it together. You know the scriptures. You can sing the, them songs better than the next person. But when life happens and the storms of life hit, Will you stand or will you fall? Will you stand your ground and say this is a temporary situation that will come to pass? Or will you cave in like someone who does not know that they have a God in heaven who has already made a way out of this? Come on. Will you, fall, will you just fall or buckle just because you know a storm has come? Or are you strong enough to say, you know what, this too shall pass? Proverbs 24 verses 10, Proverbs 24, 10 says this, If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Come on. If you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. Let me tell you something. Pressure will come. As long as you're alive, pressure will come. Life happens. Life does happen, you know. But you, what you cannot allow is you cannot allow it to take you out. When the pressure comes, you cannot allow that pressure to take you out. You need to be able to stand and say, this is for the glory of God. I will not buckle. God is going to get the glory out of this when he takes me out of this. When he takes me through this and to the other side. Amen. You will not buckle and start, you know, speaking things like, oh, maybe I'm cast. Nothing works for me. There's no point of trying. Uh, I'm just going to give up altogether. What's the point? That's, that's a foolish man. That's a foolish man that Jesus was talking about. Because then pressure has come, the storm has come, and the house falls down into ruins. Because the foundation was not strong. You don't want to be like that person who the found that doesn't have a strong foundation. Or you do not have a foundation at all. You know, you built a house without a foundation. Or uh, if you read the book of Matthew chapter 7, where this story also, uh, we, we read it from Luke, but the same story in Matthew chapter 7 says you built it in a sandy foundation. So it's not an, uh, built on a rock, on a rocky place, on a rocky ground. You built it on a sandy foundation where, you know, quicksand, you can just sink in very easily, you know. To build the foundation in you is to go in the word and read it. And like Jesus said, as we read, as we read earlier, we, do, we, we, we need to do what he tells us to do. So you read the word and you do exactly what he's telling you to do. 
This is an everyday thing. An everyday thing. You know, the Bible, not the Bible, when you were younger, when you um nursery and Sunday school, I don't know if you remember this. There's this song we used to say, read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. Remember that song? To grow muscle, to grow strength, you need to read your Bible and pray every day to have that great foundation. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Get that word in you. Don't let a day pass you by whereby you have not actually heard the voice of God but from, from reading the word of God. Because the word of God is God's will towards us. It is God's word towards us. And that is his voice. It's like, it's a letter. It's a letter that God has written to us. When somebody writes you a letter, right? That's their voice. You can hear them when you're reading this. And if you know them, if if it's a text message you're reading, and this is a friend of yours, you can hear the voice from what you're reading. And that's exactly what it is. Don't let the day pass you by without you hearing the voice of God by opening, when you open your Bible and you read it. Amen. So that this is an everyday thing so that when even if a hurricane comes your way, you know, you'll be like Job and you'll say, I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Job knew that. I mean, so many things came. I mean, he lost his his kids, his dogs, his his animals, his, you know, his his wife. Literally, he lost everything. But his student says, I know my Redeemer lives. And you can say the same. I know my helper lives. I know my provider lives. I know my healer lives. I know my defender lives. Amen. I know my healer lives and I know that he will heal me. I know he will defend me. I know he will provide for me. Whatever the situation is, my foundation is strong to know that God is in me. He is on my side and I am, he, I am coming out of this to the other side. I am coming out of this sickness. I am coming out of this uh, financial difficulty i'm coming out of this whatever the situation is i am actually coming out of this amen because i have a strong foundation in me i have the word of god in me and i'm going to stand on that word build a strong foundation build your strength so that you don't buckle under pressure because as we read earlier that if you if you fail under pressure your strength is too small try and build yourself with god with the word of god inside of you so you don't buckle under pressure by reading your Bible every day. Don't let a day pass you by without reading the word of God. Remember what Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. When he was being tempted, he responded and said, man shall not live by bread alone. He was quoting the scripture from uh, from the book of Deuteronomy, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Proceeds means it continues. It, this is continuously, not that proceedeth, and not like it proceeded, proceeded with the D-E-D. No, but proceeds. It co- It is continuous. This is something that you do every day. You need to hear that word every day. The word of God proceeds from his mouth every single day. That's what we live by. Not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. That is a word that I wanted to share with us today. Uh, and I hope that you will you will go into the word. You will make a habit of reading the Bible. You'll make a habit of applying what you're reading. And you know what? And just surrendering and intentionally saying, Lord, lead me, guide me, help me to do this. 
uh, to do this every single day. Start somewhere. Start with a chapter, a verse, a day. But start somewhere. Nevertheless, just read the Bible. Start somewhere. Um, if you need more help, please let me know and I will help you. I will, I will I'll point you to the right direction on what you might need to do. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Please don't forget to like and share. Share with somebody uh, this podcast. And, you know, I pray you have a wonderful week ahead. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and your family. Until next week, goodbye. Let me hear from you uh, over the course of the week uh, and have a great week ahead. In Jesus' name, I love you. Bye-bye.